Hello everyone, welcome back to the Sunday Vibe Reset. This is episode 8. Hi Alex. Hi Athena, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing very nicely. All the food coma from all the food I've eaten in the last few days. How about you? I've just about made it through the, um, you know, the post-Christmas lolling about phase. I've I've reached that point where I can't really move anymore. Um, <laughs> I've just about managed to move to this room to record this. So <laughs> it's a privilege to have me off of the sofa. <laughs> nice, nice. Do you have any, you know, weird news to give us this week? Well, I thought I'd um, thought I'd do something a little bit different this week, and we'd look back at some of the highlights of 2020 because it has been a quite strange year. I think we can all agree on that. Um, you know, we might have missed uh, one or two quite nice things that have happened. So um, it's been a big, big year for science. We all know that did an excellent job on the vaccine, but also coming out of Oxford is they managed to double the efficiency of solar panels. What? So we've gone from uh, 15% conversion of the sun's electric uh, energy into electricity to around uh, just around 30%. So wow. I think that's a pretty good step going forwards. And yeah, very easily, very easy to have missed that sort of thing. That's definitely some nice statistics there. Yeah, and um, over in California, a bit further away, They've made some pretty big, uh, pretty big steps towards growing meat in labs. So no longer do you have to be vegetarian for any reason. You can just have lab meat. Uh, oh yeah, I, I say that like Singapore was the first country to like allow chicken meat, like grown lab chicken meat mm. this year. Yeah, well, I think it's um, I think it's going to be in quite a few places quite soon because we don't really have much of a choice. But yeah, it's uh, it sounds like they made some pretty excellent progress on that. Very nice. I mean, elsewhere we've got um, SpaceX happen this year. I think a lot of people probably forgotten that we've you know got new new shuttles, new rockets going off in uh, all sorts of new places. So that's pretty cool. And this is also the year that over half of the world committed to going carbon neutral at at least some point in the future. I know these claims, uh, they can go both ways, but now we have, like halfway through the year, we had half of the world's GDP declaring that they would go carbon neutral by at least 2050. And then on top of that, China agreed to it. So, you know, maybe there's some hope for the future. Maybe we're going in, a, going in the right direction. And maybe That's 2020 excellent. hasn't been a complete year. <laughs> of waste. Yeah, <laughs> it also hasn't quite been a complete year yet. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair enough. It's, uh, it's good that you corrected my language just there, because another good thing to come out of this year is finally people in Britain are learning foreign languages. <laughs> Didn't expect that. So yeah, uh, maybe a little side effect from Brexit. But Duolingo has said that in the UK, uh, it's had twice the increase of people learning languages than anywhere else in the world. Oh, wow. So there you go. Finally, people will be able to speak to you, Athena. <laughs> no how is your How is your French, by the way? I'm going to have to go into mute. I can't think of any French response to that. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how a lot of people, though, have uh, taken the opportunity of not being able to go anywhere not being able to go to any foreign country 
and gone, yeah, this is the moment. This is when I want to learn my new language. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it will come in handy at some point. You can get through that, uh, that groundwork, that difficult stage at the start. Uh, without having any of that pressure of um, you know being put into a difficult situation, it's uh, we all know it's been a good year. Um, if you're Corona, Corona has done amazingly this year, um, really gone viral. But uh, it's also been a good year for Corona, the company, who has seen a forty percent sales spike this year, um, which I think brings me quite a lot of happiness because I remember that bit at the start of the year where there were all those reports of people refusing to drink Corona and being worried about this beer and what it could do to you. But yeah, they've come back and they've, you know, capitalised on something, something like this. Well, good job then. Yeah, I know. Excellent. So it just goes to show that, you know, sometimes a little bit of luck can come in, uh, come in the least, least expected places. That's <laughs> a pretty wholesome note, I'd say. Yeah, so this is a, it's a time for looking back and learning new things. We've got, everyone's got a bit of time on their hands. Um, and it's also a time of giving. And I discovered that we were giving the children next door some Christmas gifts. Um, but what we were giving one of them was a book on a hundred whale and dolphin facts. <laughs> so, Athena, you quiz me on some, I'm going to say, very, very difficult things that I'm not <laughs> really expected to know the answer to every week. <laughs> so now, I thought, much more usefully, I could quiz you on some whale and dolphin facts and we can all learn something new today. Wonderful. So... This, this quote from Whale and Dolphin Facts, uh, it's in a little box that says, I don't believe it, <laughs> uh, but I assume it's true. So, in summer, how much food can a blue whale eat in a day? And we're looking for the answer to the nearest tonne. 40 tonnes? You would be very, very, very far off. Uh, four tonnes, which is about four million krill, apparently. Can I change my answer? <laughs> Uh, no, no, you really can't. <laughs> That's not how this works. But, uh, also, interestingly, the blue whale doesn't eat in winter um, because food is so scarce. So it's sort of the opposite of bulking. Nice. Mm, we'll leave that as a, you know, it's an interesting point. You can, you can wonder about that, can't you? Here's an excellent statistic. So uh, a baleen whale, um, lovely sort of, West, west coast of America, up the Pacific, uh, quite, a, quite a famous whale. When it opens its mouth, how many bathtubs of water can it fit? A hundred bathtubs. So it took us a little while to get there, but you were bang on, hundred bathtubs. Oh, is that, wait, did I actually get it right? Yeah, I know, you've, you've managed to do better at this game, despite me making the rules so much harder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't even tell you what type of whale. That's very, very, very impressive. I'm really proud. <laughs> Which also means you have no excuse if I can, you know, have the yeah, exact answer in two tries. I'm only expected to know about uh, know about people, but yeah. Should we uh, should we end on another? I don't believe it. Fact. Let's. So, we love big brains here, don't we? We do. We do. Uh, and the sperm whale has the biggest brain in the world. And its brain 
is how many times bigger than a human brain? 50 times? No, this is shocking, actually. Um, it's only five times the size. Uh, but as it states here, its large brain does not mean it is the cleverest animal. <laughs> See, like, I kind of, I know now what it feels to, you know, have high expectations for a record and then it's just average. Yeah, well, it's a put yourself in the shoes of another. I think we've uh, we've all learned something today, and it wasn't all about whales. Fair enough. But Alex, I think now is the time for you to answer the question that everybody has been asking themselves since last week's show: Did you or did you not for Christmas get deodorant and socks? Uh, no, I <laughs> I discovered that my bad mouthing of <laughs> receiving deodorant every year has slightly backfired so i didn't I'm, i wasn't given any this year um which now me but i have managed to you know buy myself some deodorant so that experiment's over it we didn't really reach any uh any good conclusions here i don't know if i smelled or not um <laughs> we're gonna have to try again in the future um but i did receive socks and they are so warm uh and you know, it's one of those things where you don't appreciate how thin your old socks were until you get new socks. So, you know, definitely, definitely winning on the on the Christmas presents there. <laughs> Excellent. And now I've got kind of a surprise for you. Well, oh, it keeps a, coming. A surprise for you, because you know, well, obviously that question was going to come up. You did say you are going to keep us updated, but this time, mm. you know, I haven't told you anything about that. So I went on the website. Rotten Tomatoes, which rates movies, like people can write in what they think about each movie. Yes. And I've picked the worst reviews of classic Christmas movies. Oh, this sounds beautiful. And I'm going to read them out to you and you're going to have to guess the movie. For example, there's this review of the first Mamma Mia movie that from Murillo, who says... <laughs> classic Christmas movies. <laughs> No, but I'm giving an example here. But it does have quite a Christmassy vibe. Um, and he says, I find the, the film very boring. I hate the music in the film. The script is boring. Characters are boring. Okay, I get the idea. So that's the kind of kind of comments we're going for. You, you sound so disgusted that anyone would say this. <laughs> about Mamma Mia, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the comment about our first movie is... Terrible movie, even worse than the fourth Joe's movie. Child abuse, live, leaving children at home and doesn't deserve to exist. It's got to be Home Alone, surely, for leaving children at home. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Okay, I gave you an easy one to start, but it's good that you get the idea. Yeah, I like this game uh, more than the Guessing the Records one. <laughs> so far, it's been a lot easier. <laughs> um, second movie. How is this considered a romantic movie? It's about everyone cheating on each other and being creepy. They also focus on so many different plot lines that none are really developed and it ends up just being superficial nonsense. Oh, uh, Love Actually springs to mind with that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. You're doing so well. That's cracking. I've never seen Love Actually, but uh, that is how I imagine it. So that's perfect. <laughs> I quite enjoy it. I would quite recommend it. Um, 
So our third movie is the makeup and the sets are legitimately impressive despite the fact that nothing about the plot of this adaptation works. Also, the main actor is at his worst here. His performance is desperate and unfunny. Elf? That's a... I'm leaning towards that. It's actually How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. That was like the other the other option. Is that for the like the new version? Um, no, it's the Jim Carrey one. I, I would I would not critique it quite the same, you know. But you know that's what the internet's for. People have different opinions. It's better than most of the opinions you get on the internet. <laughs> Our fourth movie is awful. I didn't have to pay to watch this movie. But I somehow it was think actually nine hundred fifty-five thousand one hundred and eighty-five households. Um, what's a terrible movie? <laughs> I'm just going to have to say Nightmare Before Christmas because I have essentially nothing to go off. Actually, the, um, the Polar Express is pretty awful, so maybe I'll go with that. It is the Polar Express. Oh, finally a game I can do. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, the fifth movie. Not to call for a manhunt on the main actor, but the plot is dubious at most and his delivery is just odd. Not haha odd, just odd. Is that one elf? It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, the plot of elf, it's, it is dubious. I don't think anyone's going to deny that. <laughs> I still haven't seen it, so I can't really comment on that. You haven't seen it? Oh, oh I can't have a go. I haven't seen anything. But, um, <laughs> I know I need I, to. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to just quite describe the plot. It's it's odd when you think about it. And the longer you think about it, the odder it is. <laughs> Fair enough. That makes me want to watch it so bad. Yeah, well, you, you have to do it now. You can't watch it. You can't like wait a few months. You can't watch it in June. That would be odd. No, I'll watch it once I'm back in England. For Christmas. Good, good. good. <laughs> Sixth movie. Was better when I was a kid. My date fell asleep on me. Disappointed emoji. So when I was a kid, so it's got to be a bit older. Also, kid on a date. I assume that's poor use of kid. Um, no, I think it means that you watched it as a kid and then grew old, had a date, uh, was like, let's watch this. And then that date fell asleep. Could that one be the nightmare before Christmas? Because I can't remember what happened in it, which implies it's quite boring. It is the nightmare before Christmas. (laughs) You are doing excellently at this game. I am more shocked than you could possibly imagine of that. Uh, And final movie. Very weak performances. None of the characters are fleshed out. The plot is very predictable, full of vomit-inducing melodrama cliches. And the so-called Germans, who do not understand German, are pathetic. Basically, the whole point of the movie is in the main actor running around, showing off his big muscles, which are not even sexy. Watching it is such a waste of time. That's an easy one. That's Die Hard. <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, no other Christmas movie matches that description. <laughs> that, was a, that was pretty wholesome. <laughs> Yeah, I quite enjoyed that. I'm glad you did. <laughs> so now we've had some, you know, holidays content. Let's move on to our more regular show, 
which is all about records mostly. Um, so the first record I want to tell you about, I'm actually not going to make you guess it because it's very specific. Okay, um, unlike, unlike our normal ones. <laughs> um, so it's a 16 year old, so she has to be American, who broke the world record for the fastest vehicle slalom. So she drove a 2020 Porsche 718 Spider, and she drove around 50 cones in 48.11 seconds. And she said that her seven years of karting experience helped her a lot to achieve that record. See, that sounds like a legit thing because, um, you know, motorsport is actually something that people try and do well. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, a real record. That's what records are about. <laughs> I, I can I can go behind that one. Nice. Yeah. That's doing a thing faster or better or more than someone else. Excellent. We also have, so a lot of people have eaten a lot of food um, in the last few days. Yeah, I can vouch for that one. <laughs> so, you know, I'm guessing a lot of people are drinking a bunch of tea to, you know, kind of yeah, change definitely. their digestive system at the moment. But can you guess how heavy was the largest tea bag ever? Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. Um, tea bag. I don't know how heavy a normal tea bag is, to be honest. Uh, I don't really see the point in having a heavy tea bag because, um, I mean, unless you've got a massive mug, it's not going to work. <laughs> Three tons. Do you think? Is that is that your final no, I answer? Don't, I don't legitimately think that it could be that big, but, <laughs> but is it always surprise me on this. Is it your final answer? Three tons. Yeah, go on. It was two hundred and fifty kilos, which is yeah, that sounds more reasonable. I was uh, <laughs> I was just um, you know seeing what could happen. It is enough tea to brew a hundred thousand cups, and it was then donated to charity. Donate tea to charity. We also have the tallest mohawk from Minnesota. And who has to be an American? Obviously. Are we asking for how high this is? Yeah. Hmm. Well, you see those people who like set records for growing their hair really long and it can go right down to the floor. So it must be possible to get it like human length. But it's got to stand on end. I reckon it's going to be over a meter. I'm going to go one and a half meters. It's fine. Meter and eight centimeters. It's over a meter. Uh, I mean, it's impressive. Um, I couldn't even get through lockdown without having to uh, cut my hair. I, I, I couldn't handle it being that long. So this guy has done something I couldn't. <laughs> and that's all I'll say. And what I particularly enjoyed about this record is that so this guy is over um, six feet. Yeah. And his quote next to this record was Doors aren't over seven feet tall, ceilings <laughs> nine feet, and cars are impossible to get in. So I'm limited to where and how I move around when I'm all done up. No, no, he's made a mistake there. He thinks that the issue is that doors and ceilings aren't tall enough. When really, and this is going to be a controversial opinion here. The issue is that he's put an extra meter onto his height that doesn't need to be there. 
<laughs> and earlier on this episode, you did a little retrospective on what 2020 has brought us. And as this is our last episode of the year. Mm. So now let me take you back to the first lockdown when the record for the most money raised by Charity Walk by an individual was beaten by Captain Tom Moore. Hey. Do you remember how much money he raised for the NHS? Oh, I did lose count a bit. I know it was quite a lot. 12 million. Not exactly. It was 27,699,581 pounds. Oh, lovely. And he didn't even have to leave the house. Well, the garden, really. Yeah. <laughs> leave the grounds. Now, that's definitely one of those um, one of those feel-good stories of the year. That's something that I think we can all remember. We can all get behind that. Can all it's... enjoy. We also had the most viewers for Fitness Workout live stream on YouTube. Surprisingly, mm. it wasn't Tom Soko, but... <laughs> I remember those. Those are good. I um, I wouldn't have had the balls to do something like that, so hats off to him and you know <laughs> all those people who did those little live stream things. Can you guess how many households tuned in Joe Wick's workouts on the 24th of March? I know he was popular. I know next door were doing them uh, as a house because they weren't in school. They were constantly doing his workouts. Um, nine million. Whoa, you're being very enthusiastic. Well, I'm thinking that's like peak um, Christmas viewing figures for any TV show. So I was like, well, Lockdown was a bit like Christmas because no one had anything to do. We all sat inside all day. Maybe he could get up to those numbers. So that surprises me because there was such a fuss about that halfway through the year. Everyone was talking about Joe Wicks. Um, but it's just, it's the number of households that might have been like, so if you're counting individual people. Yeah, it could be more, it could be more. Interesting. Uh, I guess people probably watched it um, after the live stream as well, like to catch up. Probably, but we're yeah. talking about live stream now. Mm. <laughs> and final record of this week is the online pub quiz on YouTube with the most viewers. So when it was live. I can imagine this is a lot less. Um, <laughs> I don't remember this being quite the same. <laughs> I don't remember so much hype around this. 200,000? It was on the 30th of April, and the guy who did get that record said that he was set up for his regular pub quiz attendees, so he was only expecting about 30 people. But instead, he got 182,513 households who played along. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's like if you throw a party and uh, <laughs> it's only meant to be a few people around, and then suddenly they've invited a few people. And then suddenly you've got randomers who have no connection to you in your house. Um, <laughs> that's like lockdown version. I like that. What a mistake. And that's all the records for today. <laughs> um, people have done a lot. You know, things are still happening. Uh, although it does always seem a bit like uh, things stopped. But yeah. Corona provided us with some, of, uh, some quite good news throughout the year. We've already discussed uh, the joy that people being located on the border of lockdowns has brought me. <laughs> uh, and there's, of course, been a lot more of that happening recently. 
notably a Lidl in Hampshire, which uh, has a few aisles in Portsmouth and a few aisles in, um, you know, Fairham. So you could go and do some of your shopping, but you couldn't do all of your shopping, uh, which is, you know, tickle my parsnips a bit. Classic. That's exactly the kind of follow-up news we'd want after the golf club and the village with the two pubs. Yeah, I mean, those two pubs, um, <laughs> it's gone back the other way again. So since we did that last. <laughs> and I've still got some extra good news for you this week. Lovely. To end the year nicely. Andy Larson found $165 in his childhood SpongeBob piggy bank. And he put a call on Twitter for anyone in need to DM him and he'd send some, them some money. And people replied with requests and nominations for people and families they knew needed some help. But even more people were wanting to add to the pool of money to help even more people. So in 24 hours, he raised $55,000. You, you couldn't do that if you planned it. That's, <laughs> that's pretty incredible. You know, hats off to him. A, that's a little thing that's uh, gone slightly out of control in a, in a nice way, though. Exactly. Um, there has also been an elephant baby boom in Kenya this year. Those elephants. <laughs> their, numbers, their number has more than doubled between 1989 and today, thanks to increased anti-poaching efforts. Top notch. We, we've had quite a few elephant stories on, uh, on this year, haven't we? Um, since Cher rescued that elephant, you know, <laughs> it's, it's been a good year for them. Yeah, at least someone's done well. That's nice. <laughs> uh, there was also an extremely rare blue bee that hadn't been seen for four years and was thought to be extinct that has been rediscovered by a researcher in Florida. Yeah, I remember when bees all of the chat. Everyone was worried about the bees. Um, you know, bees having a little comeback, a reunion. <laughs> nice. Um, while India was in lockdown, Hundreds of thousands of undisturbed sea turtles came ashore for the first time in years to lay 60 million eggs. Delightful. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that because that's just genuinely nice and wholesome. We, uh, <laughs> it's just good on the turtles, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> High class analysis we give on this show. Um, <laughs> well done, turtles. Keep going. Um, we've also got... Jose Alberto Gutierrez, who's a garbage man from Colombia, and he has been collecting books that were thrown away for 20 years. And he has now opened a free community library, which he has filled with over 25,000 books. That's, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I get through a lot of books. Um, and to be honest, most books, once you've finished with them, you're not going to read again. But I'm surprised that people are throwing them out. But yeah, if they are... Um, this is a pretty good use to them, isn't it? Because libraries are expensive and this is entirely free. Yeah, that's. I found it quite excellent. Um, Probably about as easy to navigate in that library as it is <laughs> at the one on campus. <laughs> it's been so long in there, never found a book that I've been looking for. We also have Mongolia, where the state is going to pay for electricity water, heat and garbage collection for all of its citizens for seven months to help with COVID-19 recovery. That, that, that's great. Um, brilliant, brilliant if you live in Mongolia. Um, 
<laughs> when you said it, my, my brain was just thinking that it was going to help people recover from COVID-19, <laughs> like as a disease. Um, <laughs> as if putting out the bins was setting people back. <laughs> but you know, uh, aside from that, it's also, a, it's also a nice idea for the rest of the world. And finally, for this week, we've got scientists who have discovered a coral sanctuary off the coast of Kenya, where species, large and small, still thrive despite accelerating climate change. That's a nice uh, point to end on. We've got, um, uh, you don't hear a lot of good news about coal, but... Uh, on this show you do. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. We've had quite a few things about coal on this show, haven't we? Um But yeah, there's a really good coral documentary on Netflix. Uh, I think it's called Chasing Coral, uh, which I'd recommend anyone watch if you want. Uh, I mean, one, to learn about coral, but also if you're, if, if you're nursing a food coma and you're just sat on the sofa and you don't want to have to pay attention to any like plot lines, you can just sit back and look at some nice pictures of coral. Uh, and there's the occasional little sort of depressing bit in the middle. But <laughs> if you want to zone out, you can just look at the nice coal. <laughs> That's very nice. So it's been uh, it's been an interesting year. I think we can both agree on that. Uh, lots of highlights coming through from both of us there, and uh, <laughs> still a lot of weird things that people are doing in the world. Uh, so it's good to see that they're keeping that up. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back for episode nine in the new year. Uh, once this spans into a 2021 podcast and fingers crossed that'll be a, a little more optimistic than what we've been doing so far. <laughs> Let's not jinx it. <laughs> this has been episode eight of the Sunday Vibe Reset. We hope you enjoyed it. 